0: I'm glad to be back home. I was in Milwaukee last week with Passion Church. Uh, they've become like part of our family. When I go there, they are so much like us that it's it's just like being home. They're hungry for God. God is just doing crazy things in their midst. And um, they eat a lot of cher- cheese curds. Every meal except for breakfast. Cheese curds. So, uh Getting an affinity for those, I think, maybe, I don't know. (laughs) But we had a great time. It was really great, very powerful outpouring of God. Uh, Each meeting, it was called a prophetic voice conference. And with each meeting, there was a completely different manifestation of God for that particular service. It was really interesting just to watch and and enjoy. And I told uh, Gene he would have liked. I preached with uh, a guy from his Rama background. And uh, he actually jumped up and down on the chairs while he preached. Uh, So it was kind of fun to watch him. He had blonde hair that stood straight up. And uh, so he called us the blondes. We're bringing the word. And (laughs) it was a lot of fun. Uh, So, But I had uh, a couple of... In crazy uh, things that happened right before I left. So I'm going to say the word eyelashes, and I want all the guys not to check out. Okay, I saw everybody start going, blah, blah, blah. but this is so funny because this is a move of God that's happening. I ordered a pair of fake eyelashes. See, look at He's like, oh, my God. But this has nothing to do with eyelashes because I need them for TV. So um, I got the the bill, you know, the uh, shipping bill for, you know, the lady or what's it called? Yes. And it said they were coming from Italy. I'm like, they're like, you know, super cheap little. They're coming from Italy. So on uh, August the 3rd, which was a Wednesday, I was leaving on the 5th. I got the. The morning I woke up, it said they cleared customs. They were in Italy. I said, okay. And I said, you know, Lord, I really would have liked those to take with me on my trip on Friday. In the mailbox that day, they were there. I pulled up the, the shipping information again. It said on 8-3, they were in Italy. And on 8-3, they were delivered to St. Petersburg, Florida. So I'm telling you this because God is doing something. And the same thing happened. They called me and said, did you send us up some books? And I said, oh, no, I forgot. I didn't really have any at home. So I ordered the books and they said, oh, it'll be the 15th of August. And I'm like, well, that's not going to do me any good. So I went ahead and ordered them because I didn't have any. And I said, Lord, you know, I'd really like to have those before I leave. They showed up the day before. So I'm telling you that if you, if you recognize that God is moving to bring things before their time of delivery, then you will see God to begin to bring things before it's time. And it was so funny because when they showed up in my mailbox, I'm like, I must have read the, the email wrong. But no, it said Italy, St. Petersburg, the same day. Wow. Wow. Books, not for two weeks, delivered right before I need them. Wow. And they didn't even weigh over 50 pounds, so I didn't have to pay more. To check them in. But God is doing something in that. We need to recognize these moves of God that are happening like financial moves of God. New jobs and promotions. These things are happening in the middle of everybody saying, I can't get breakthrough. And God's saying, lean in because I have breakthrough for you. And we are seeing that over and over. Isn't that a funny little thing? You know, God doesn't care about eyelashes. I didn't even wear them while I was there. <laughs> I know that sounds weird, but I took them. And I was like, ah, they're, they're too much trouble, you know. But isn't it funny how God's like, I'm trying to show you a move. I'm not talking to you about eyelashes. I'm trying to show you something that is occurring that will continue to occur in this hour when we need something to, to be delivered before it's time. When we need something to be delivered before its time. So I'm kind of excited about that because I can't wait to see, you know, if eyelashes and books are in the top of his agenda, imagine what the important stuff is going to be. Yeah. Whew. God crashes in on us, doesn't he? crashes in us so over the last couple of weeks i've been reading proverbs i love proverbs and i usually just read a couple of verses at a time and until i just really feel like the lord's on them but i'm going to read a couple proverbs to us out of the passion translation then i'm going to share with you a vision the lord gave me and uh uh, kevin will put up the passion translation because i most i know most of us don't carry that with us but um Then the Lord gave me a vision to go with this. And I I just want to spend a little time on this. It says, wisdom extends to you long life in one hand and wealth and promotion in the other. I mean, just think about that. That one phrase alone, we could live off of and feed out of for the months to come. When we seek wisdom, not only does it extend long life to us, but it also provides wealth and promotion for us. Out of her mouth flows righteousness, and her words release both law and mercy. And we definitely need that in this hour. The ways of wisdom are sweet, always drawing you to the place of wholeness. And then verse 18 is seeking for her Seeking for her, which is wisdom, brings the discovery of untold blessings. For she is the healing tree of life for those who taste her fruit. By his divine revelation, he broke open the hidden foundations of the deep, bringing secret springs to the surface. And the midst of the night dripped from heaven. So we are in a time of great revelation. And as we seek the wisdom of the Lord, it is just breaking open these fountains of wonder for us. And I was, as I was reading through this, I was thinking about, I used to pray, and I'm sure many of you did, you prayed that prayer out of 1 Kings 3 that Solomon used to pray, God, just give me wisdom. Give me wisdom and discernment so the people that you call me to, I will have it to be able to lead them. And I have read that over and over. And as I was praying and just talking to the Lord about it, he was like, well, when you get through meandering through all of this, I want to talk to you. I'm like, okay, I'll take a breath so you can begin to talk. But the Lord loves that conversation. You know, he loves to have that ebb and flow between us. And, and you know, even just as I was reading the scriptures and talking to him about it, it was like, um, it was just like sitting there talking to Chuck. It, there was just this ebb and flow of God. And he gave me this vision. I'm going to share this with you. So uh, the Lord takes me through seasons of... We go to the same place every time, and from there, we go somewhere else. So his new place over the last couple of weeks is he takes me to a blank room. It has no color. It has no anything. I'm sure it is a color. It's just undistinctive. It's not distinctive in its, in its look. And from there, he took me out into the universe, And uh, there was a little crescent moon, and we sat on the edge of the moon with our feet hanging over. We've been there many times, and usually when he takes me there, he wants to talk to me about vastness. He wants to talk to me about things beyond, things that are greater. So we're sitting there, and I'm looking at the stars, and we're just kind of meandering the beauty of it all. And he talked to me about how we have been invited into a limitless capacity. That because we are in him, the capacity we have is limitless. We aren't limited by the earth and their standards. We are in a limited, limitless movement because of the heavenly realm which we live in. And what we're able to do in that realm, we can release in this realm. I mean, you think about, you know, just the testimonies of raises and promotions, the, the testimonies of buying houses when you can't get houses in this market, the testimonies of eyelashes coming in one day. I mean, when you think about those things, in if you just heard one or the other, you might not think anything about it. But as we share testimonies in this house, what we realize that there is this emerging flood of God moving on our behalf in this limitless capacity that we have no understanding of. The only thing we understand that is God is God. And we throw out these Feeble, even half-hearted. Gosh, I wish I could have had those before I left. And he's like, got it, on it, here it is. You know, we we go through that. And I know Mandy shared a lot about her job and how what a struggle it has been. And I know she went from working one Saturday a month or every six weeks to every Saturday and working nights and working weekends. And then here comes that promotion for her out of her faithfulness and her excellence and her diligence. God just blows open that way for her. And, and that's what we have to realize as we have this limitless capacity, what looks like a structure and boundaries. God is blowing those doors off. So we have freedom. And openness to bring heaven in a particular way that other people are astounded and captured by. It's like when Matt said, him wearing his Jesus Still Heals t-shirt. All of a sudden, he becomes the attraction at Walmart. It's no longer the special. It's no longer the BOGO. It's the guy walking around offering healing that I don't even understand telling me the prayer. I just prayed in my car. God has sent someone to tell me an answer is coming. I mean, I just, when I listen to these testimonies, my mind is blown. My eyes are teared because I'm like, and this is just a tiny breath of the hat, you know, just a tiny breath, the tip of the hat. If we got all the world together and began to hear the testimonies all at once, we would not be able to stand the power and the glory that God is releasing through the testimonies and the building of our spirit so that we know that all things are possible for those who believe, right? Okay. I don't know where to go from here. (laughs) I really have no comprehension of what God is telling us. I just know that that God says the sky's the limit. As many as the stars in the sky, that's what I have for you. So if you can count them, then that would be your limit. But because you can't count them, there is no limit. There is no limit. It reminded me as I was talking to the Lord, I said, you know, Lord, I was thinking about uh, Abraham in Genesis 15, 15 and how he was talking about um you know the lord's talking to him maybe i could turn there instead of maybe winging it this morning we're going to actually read the word 1515 oh i'm sorry i'm sorry it's 15 um yes uh 151 we're going to start 151 sorry about that um you may have to look it up in your actual Bible here. And these things the word of the Lord came and said to Abram in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abram. I am your shield, your exceedingly great reward. But Abram said, Lord, what will you give me, seeing I go childless and the heir of my house is Eleazar of Damascus? Then Abram said, Look, I mean, uh, you have given me no offspring indeed. One born in my house is my heir. You know, it's so funny because we're explaining to God where he is in the story. And God's like, go ahead, you know, get that off your chest because I have something I want to impart and deposit into you that's going to change what you just said to me to a whole different level of faith and believing for what I have promised you. The Lord says to him, Verse four, it says, behold, the word of the Lord came to him saying, this one shall not be your heir, but the one who will come from your own body will be your heir. Then he brought him outside and said, look toward the heaven and count the stars if you are able to number them. And he said to him, so shall be, so shall your descendants be. And he believed the Lord and he believed the Lord. You know, part of this journey with the Lord is believing what he says to us whether it's in the word or whether it's in the rhema. So the Lord began to speak to me and he says, understand that on this earth, there will be times when we are the seed for the next generation. And there will be times when we are the fulfillment of the generation that was seated before us. So Abram son Isaac was the seed for the promise of the future generations. What are you seeding for the generations to come? And what are you fulfilling for the generations behind us? Because we're doing both. Both things are occurring. We are fulfilling the promise that God gave a future of past generation in our lifetime now. And the things that we are doing are also seeding for the generation to come. Abraham did not see the descendants that were going to come from his one son. But he knew the promise of God said it would. There are things that God has promised us that we will not see the fulfillment in our lifetime, but the generation next or the next or the next will be the fulfillment of our faithfulness to the seed that God has given us to plant. Amen. Amen. I need somebody to jump up and agree with that because you think about, I mean, we think about our day to day and all the things that we do. And in a lot of the things that we think, we don't think of the significance that we are making, the the impact that we're making now for the generations that are coming. Because we are faithful to the word that God has given us. Yeah. Okay, I want to talk a little bit about Moses because, uh, Just to go a little bit further in this. And then I want to talk a little bit about Paul. But um, let's just go there. Let's go to Exodus 2. I believe this is a word that the Lord wants us to really get a hold of. So that we don't get discouraged when we're not seeing what we think we should see in the time that we're seeing it. In the time that we're seeding it. Exodus 2. So Moses, uh, Exodus 2, 1, it says, And a man of the house of Levi went and took as as wife a daughter of Levi. And she conceived and bore son. And when she saw that he was a beautiful child, all babies are beautiful children, right? She hid him for three days, three months. But when she could no longer hide him, she took an ark of the bulrushes for him Dabbed it with asphalt and pitch, and put the child in it, and laid it in the reeds by the river banks. And his sister stood afar off to know uh, that would be done for him. Then the daughter of the Pharaoh came down to bathe at the river, and her maidens walked along the riverside. And when she saw the ark among the reeds, she sent her maid to get it. And when she opened it, she saw the child, and behold, the baby wept." And she had compassion on him and said, this is one of the Hebrew children. Of course, Pharaoh's killing all the Hebrew children, the firstborn. But think about this. Moses was born to be a deliverer in the house of the enemy for the future of Israel. He was the fulfillment of. Of 400 years of the crying of the Israelites to come out of bondage. And God sent him to fulfill what had been seeded for 400 years. And then he sends him not only to free the Israelites, but also to plunder the Egyptians. So he lives within the enemy's home. So he learns the way of the enemy until he goes through his whole wilderness and all this. We're not going to get into all that. But when he comes to get the, the Israelites out, God sends provision with the breakthrough. So he fulfills the promise that was made to them coming out of bondage. And I know you think, well, I'm not Moses and I'm not a deliverer and we're not in bondage. Well, honestly, we are all deliverers for the kingdom of God. We just all have different anointings and different people we're called to to bring deliverance into. And God is going to not only give us the anointing and the power to set the captives free, but He will also give us the plunder to go with it from the enemy. So the enemy is left barren while we are left with abundance. That is so good. God is so good. You know, we can move and breathe and live out of the very word of God over our lives because his plan of not only us being the seed and the fulfillment is beyond anything we can understand. It is beyond, beyond think about where you've been and where you're going. And you're like, I don't even know how I got here. Seriously. There are times I think I don't even know how I got here. But God, but God, you know, God has been showing me that there's just this heart of surrender in his people now. That That's much different. It's not, um, you know, we used to uh, sing that song, I Surrender All. Do you all remember? I Surrender All, All to Jesus, I Surrender, I Surrender All. Well, God was showing me that it's like surrender has shifted from a labor To a love. It's shifted away from being this. Tolling to surrender. To this ease of just giving it all. And when we move in that ease of just saying. You know Lord. I don't know. But I know you do. So I'm sure you could work this out for me. And just let me know what I need to do. There's something about that. That there's such freedom for us. And it also frees the Lord to move on our behalf without having to wrestle with us to get us where we're supposed to be. He's trying to move and we're moving against him because we aren't surrendered. We aren't saying, you know, God, I just trust you. You get that worked out for me. You get that worked out for me. I um, had a flight at 6 a.m. on Friday morning and I got to the airport and it was now changed to 6 a.m. Saturday morning. Well, I'm speaking at a conference that night, and I'm like, that's actually not going to work. And they're like, we can't get you there. I'm like, okay. And for a brief moment, I thought, I'm just going to call Chuck to come get me, and I'm going to go home. (laughs) It was just a fleeting thought. I thought, well, they can't get me there, but God, I'm sure you've got it worked out. So I pulled up my app on all the airlines, and I started going through it, and finally, boom, boom. Okay, charge that phone. <laughs> but, you know, it's just like all of a sudden the flight left at 7.30. No problem. I got there in plenty of time. It costs more. But then someone, but the but the airlines that bumped me, uh, it was non-refundable fare. They're like, well, we're going to refund it. And then somebody said gave me an envelope full of money that paid for the difference between one and the other. And they didn't even know I had to pay a difference. I'm like, you know, cause I, it was a lot more. And I was like, I'm just going to do it. Cause I committed, I'm going to do it. But you know, God just worked it out. Amen. And that's what I feel like. There's an ease of moving with him when there is a, surrender out of the trust and the love that we have for him as opposed to, well, I'll just give it all to you, but I'm going to work on it on the side while I see if you're going to show up to figure out what you're going to do. You know, I'm going to help you while you do what you do, God, because I'm sure I can get this worked out. There's just something that God has done that has melted kind of like our will and our, 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 uh, resistance Against him moving on our behalf. Right. I just I, I just know that that's what God is doing. And it's just. And the more he does it. It's like the more we can't wait for him to do it. Right. Amen. I was working on this God and I really needed something. Oh, you got it all figured. Out. Good. Good. Saved a few brain cells trying to stress out over that. You know, there's something about that breath and that ease of God that he is moving on us. And I just wanted to talk about that Exodus 12. It's 31. And him just, he does what he says he's going to do, whether we understand what he's doing or not. He just does it. Uh, 31 out of verse, after chapter 12, it says, Then he called for Moses and Aaron by night and said, Rise up. Rise, go out from among my people, both you and the children of Israel, and go serve the Lord as you have said. Also take your flocks and herds, as you have said, and be gone and bless me. And the Egyptians urged the people that they may send them out of the land in haste, for they said, we shall all be dead. And it's true. The enemy recognizes when they are defeated by the hand of the Lord and his people. So the people took their dough before it was leavened, having their kneading bowls bound up in their clothes on their shoulders. Now the children of Israel had done according to the word of Moses, and they ask for the Egyptians articles of silver, articles of gold and clothing, and the Lord has given the people favor in the sight of the Egyptians so that they granted them what they had requested. Thus, they plundered the enemy, they plundered the Egyptians. God plunders for us Amen. in order to expand what he has for us. So, uh, so Moses was the fulfillment of the cry of the Israels who were in bondage for 400 years. And he became the seed for the promised land so Joshua could fulfill the seed that God had given him. And as we think about these different things, as you recognize that you are a seed and you are a fulfillment, that you carry both for the Lord, that there will be times he will plant you in the ground because in a hundred years from now, there'll be a generation who will harvest what you have planted. And there are things that we are harvesting right now that a generation a hundred years ago. Two hundred years ago. Planted. And prepared for us to harvest. And we're living off the land of that harvest. And we can't even figure out. How did I get in the situation. Where everything I'm reaping. Is full of life and abundance. And how did I get in that situation. Where everything I'm sowing is going to be sown for a future that will bring a harvest. God is so good to us. One other word, uh, and it's going to be Romans 1, 8, and then we'll go to 1 Thessalonians. And I'm going to close with this. Hmm, There it is right there. First, I thank my God through Jesus Christ for all of you that your faith is spoken of throughout the whole world. Even think about what Paul wrote there, that your faith is spoken about throughout the world. And when you think about it, I was just thinking about, you know, the different streaming, the different YouTube, all those different things. There are people all over the world that heard the testimonies today. There are people all over the world that can say there was breakthrough there for them. That means that I can have breakthrough, too. So people all over the world. I mean, we hear people's testimonies all the time from different places. Um, uh, for God is my witness whom I serve with my spirit in the gospel of his son, that without ceasing I make mention of you always in my prayers, making request if by some means now at last I may find a way in the will of God to come to you. For I long to see you that I might impart to you some spiritual gift, so that you may whoop too fast, so that you may be established. That is, that I may be encouraged together with you by the mutual faith, both of you and me. So, I just want to talk about impartation for a minute. You know, impartation is a critical part of our faith. Moses laid hands on Joshua. Elijah transferred that mantle to Elisha. Impartation is critical in this to, for us to, I mean, it's always been critical, but we need to understand that there is an impartation that is happening amongst each other as we are the body of Christ. And one of the things that um, I just want to really uh, emphasize here is that when we receive an impartation, we don't have to go somewhere else and get another one. I run into that sometimes when I'm traveling. Uh, In fact, I had someone say, you know, you had released an impartation for uh, uh, acceleration. I had acceleration, so I'm going to need for you to pray for me again. I'm like, no, what you don't understand, if you receive the impartation for acceleration and you had acceleration, then you carry acceleration to be able to live out of and to impart into others. So what we carry, we can impart into others. And there were times where Paul couldn't go. So he sent Timothy because he had imparted into Timothy and he sent Timothy as a messenger to do the same. God has imparted into you and he sends you as a messenger to do the same. And when you receive it, then you activate it by stepping into what you received. Let's go to First Thessalonians 3, 2. I remember when I learned that, the T's are alphabetical. So that's how I found them in the Bible. Just FYI. (laughs) Did anybody know that but me? Okay. Uh, Three, two, it says, and he sent Timothy, our brother and minister of God, and our fellow laborer in the gospel of Christ to establish you, encourage you, Uh, concerning your faith that no one should be shaken by these afflictions, which he talks about earlier in the the book. For you yourselves know that we are, uh, I'm sorry, apported to this. For in fact, we told you before when we were with you that there would be, that we would suffer tribulation just as it has happened. And you know, for this reason, when I could no longer endure it, I I sent to know your faith least by some means the tempered uh, tempter had tempted you and our labors might be in vain. But then he says, I've, I've sent, but now that Timothy has come to us from you and brought us the good news of your faith and love that you always have good remembrance of us greatly desiring to see us as we also to see you. So even in that, that time of conflict and, and affliction and stress. There is the prayer that is going on around us for us. And then there is the body life that is ministering to each other, to us in the midst of any kind of affliction or distress. And we, and Paul sent Timothy in several incidents, instances to in part to minister to encourage, and that's what God is calling us. He's rising us up, raising us up to go and impart and lay hands and encourage and break off, just like that word Deb gave today you know there there was that uh uh what's it called the lively toad Mr toad's Wild well, right. Okay. I knew I knew it had something to do with the toad. But, you know, and then there was a breaking open and a broadening and a drying up of what the enemy is doing. And it is so critical in this time to know that we are a family that need each other. We need to lay hands on each other. We need to pray for each other. We need to encourage each other when we're being the seed and when we're being the fulfillment. We need each other, and we cannot have the fullness of Christ without body life. And I know I I am preaching to a choir here, but it's so important for us to encourage others who are along who have stepped away from gathering and encourage them back in to fellowship in somewhere somehow in body life and i would say not on live stream we love live stream we're glad that it reaches a lot of people we have web church people that we, that are somewhere else that are watching but they also we also need body life we need flesh We need flesh on flesh. We we need to be able to look each other in the eyes and say, I can see your heart is full of joy. I can see your heart is broken. I can see that you need prayer. We've got to have body life. And that will never change. The word says we are not to give up gathering together. That will never change. God's not going to say, oh, I'm going to take that part out because you have the internet now. So we're just going to erase that part because that doesn't apply. Body life always applies. Always applies. So um, that is just like a really big thing for me right now. To encourage people to get back into body life. It's a lot of trouble to get up and be here at 10 o'clock in the morning. When you can sit in your pajamas and watch it on TV. And there are days that it should, you, know, you need to. You need to rest and all that. But... of the time, you need to be in body life. Because that's when we eat. That's when we laugh. That's when we cry. That's when we pray. That's when we worship. That's when we see the manifest presence of God minister to his body. Amen. So I just want to pray for us for seeds and fulfillment. And um, the other was apparently just a PS that's on my heart. You you'd be amazed how many people, I'm sure, you know, Deb as you travel and everything, people that that aren't part of a body because they uh just can't find um a body. But you know, God may make you start the body. He he can connect you to the right one. I met a couple, I did an interview when I was down in Houston last time. They were part of a big, huge, mega church in Houston. And this is just such an interesting testimony. They had two little ones, little, you know, like your guys is little. And um, they, uh, during COVID, their church closed down. And so they drove from Houston to Dallas every Sunday. They felt like the Lord wanted them to go to this particular place. They loaded up their babies in the car. Houston to Dallas every Sunday. Sometimes they would go in Saturday night, spend the night, and then spend the day there. And they did that for close to a year, a little over a year. Because that's where God had called them. And from that, they ended up planting a church in Houston. So it's really interesting to see the depths that we're willing to go to, to be part of what God has put an anointing on in our life. Amen. Okay. If you guys will stand. Whew. Thank you, Lord. So father, we just thank you that we are not only the seed for the future generation, but we are the fulfillment of the generation of past. And, and Lord, it just reminds me of the great cloud of witnesses in Hebrews 12:1. That, that there, are, there are those that have gone ahead of us that are cheering us on for the calling in which we have. For the fulfillment in which they have sown prior to us. And will be the ones that will be that cloud of witness cheering on the generation to come to harvest what we had seeded. Many years ago. So Lord, thank you that there is a seed and a fulfillment. Thank you that your promise will come into fulfillment. Whether we see it in our day and time or not. And Lord, just thank you that there is this uh, vastness of possibilities. Even in that vision you gave me. That it is limitless for us. That even Ephesians 3.20. That says to him who is able to do immeasurably more. Than we can even think or imagine that is you, God. You can do immeasurably more. And our eyes are wide open and our mouths are just stunned by the wonder of who you are and what you do. And so, Lord, just for every testimony, we just say multiply for for every word that was given today. We just seed it in our heart to produce. And Lord, we just thank you that that there is. An explosion of wonder that totally captures us by the living God who loves us with an everlasting love. And so we just surrender all to you, Lord. We surrender out of that heart of love for you. We surrender so we can see the wonder and the awe of you in a whole different uh, capacity, Lord. So just overwhelm us, Jesus. Overwhelm us, Holy Spirit. Ooh, we just thank you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And all his children said, amen. Amen. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you are encouraged. If you would like more content like this, please visit cindy-stuart.com. We'll see you next time.